Welcome to the Love, Marriage, and Everything in Between podcast, where healthy marriages thrive. Join Kenny and Shauna Adams as they tackle real topics and teach how to win in marriage. This is definitely a gift. So listen, tonight, right, we're going to talk and we're going to get right into this. Last week, we discussed discuss some questions for couples of to bring them to closeness right and uh, we did five questions last week and so this week we're going to do another five and like I mentioned my wife is down in Alabama she's in Birmingham as a matter of fact uh, taking part in the Samuel Proctor conference Uh, she's doing big things so y'all y'all keep my wife in prayer and uh, while she's down in Alabama I know she's missing me like crazy being I'm you know because I'm just that special. I'm just kidding. Actually it's me who who's missing her. I go I'm I'm the worst when she's away. Uh I don't know, you know, I, I don't do well. Not that it's bad, I just don't sleep well. I'm used to being right next to her and it's a it's a issue. <laughs> so pray for your boy. Uh but look, so we're gonna dive right into that. Uh oh, my daughters gave me this hat, Daryl. Like I said, uh, both of my daughters got me this maybe two Christmases ago. And uh, I love it. I love it. I have to represent my Tigers every time I get a chance. Every single time I get a chance. So, yeah. And they bought it. We bought it in North Carolina. Because I know they didn't get it while we were here. We were in North Carolina visiting and they bought it there. So, yeah. All right. So, the last question that we ended off with was, how should I communicate a problem or concern to you? That's what we left off. So, this week we're going to start with, Am I listening to you in a way that makes you feel completely heard? Am I listening to you in a way that makes you feel completely heard? So listen, I need all y'all to chime in though, okay? So do me a favor, chime in, leave your comments, answer some questions, you know, like, share, spread the word for love, marriage, and everything in between. We're trying to do big things this year, you know, so if you're on, please share, share, share. You know, and feel free to comment, you know, on, on something you hear. Uh, and if something, you know, really makes you say amen or you, you agree with, you know, hit the like, hit the love, you know, button up there. Let's get this thing popping. Okay. So first question, am I listening to you in a way? You know what? Before we do that, let me start by praying like I always do. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We love you on tonight, God. We give you praise and honor for who you are, God. We thank you for this time together, God. We We pray that this time is fruitful, God, that we come together, Father God, and we learn more about relationships, God, and getting stronger in our relationships, God, and learning how to conduct ourselves in a relationship, Father God, and how to make marriages and relationships stronger. Father God, continue to bless our ministry, God, as we're reaching out to bless those, God, who are either in a relationship, God, who may have just gotten out of a relationship, Father God, or who are trying to get into a relationship, Father God, whether you're married, single, whatever it is, divorced. Father God, we just pray right now, God, that we're able to help someone, God. And Father, we do want them to win, God. And we are doing our very best, Father God, to help them uh, in that in their efforts tonight, God. So be with us tonight, God, as we go back into our questions, Father God, for every couple uh, to bring them the closeness on tonight, God. And uh, Father, be with my wife while she's away, God. Cover her during her time in Alabama, Lord. Let her have a wonderful time, God, and grow in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, Neff. Good to see you on. Good to see everybody on tonight. Uh, 
Am I listening to you in a way that makes you feel completely heard? Uh, so listen, listening does require much more than simply hearing words, right? It's more than just hearing. You know, we can hear a lot of things, you know, throughout our day. We hear a lot of noises. We hear a lot of stuff that happens throughout the day, but we tune it out. It's not that we don't hear it. We just don't pay attention to it. So we tune it out. So listening takes, it requires more than just hearing something. Uh, does anybody agree with me with that? It, it, you know, you can hear a million things a day, but what are you putting your attention to? You know, and what are you really, really focused on while you're hearing those things? Because we can, because we can tune a lot of things out. So, uh, and it also says here, you know, we want to say that active listening is the kind of listening that couples should practice with each other as much as possible. Active listening. You know, don't just listen. As we said this in one of our earlier uh, podcasts last year, don't just listen. And while you're listening, you're already trying to devise your comeback. You're already trying to devise your comeback. You're trying to think of in your mind, what can you say to um, come against or to defend your stance, you know, or to come against what your spouse or what your partner is saying. You know, that's not actively listening at all. That's just you listening and you're just being, you're kind of being polite and just waiting almost like double dutch. You know, you're waiting for your turn. You can't wait to jump in. You're waiting. You can't wait. And when the rope, when it's your turn, you jump right on in to say your part, you know, without even listening to what your spouse just said. Uh, Daryl says, I'm guilty when I was in a relationship. I was wrapped up in my stressful job at the time, but I learned from it. Well, I'm glad you admitted that because it is. First of all, it takes a lot to admit when we're wrong. We don't like to do that a lot. A lot of us, you know, it feels good to be right. It feels good to be right. We don't like to be wrong, you know, and we don't like no one to tell us when we're wrong either. We like to feel that we're right a lot. And uh, it's hard. It takes a big person to step in and say when you're, when you're wrong, you know. So, um, yeah, you want to, um, what we want to do about that though, Daryl, when your, your job, you know, circumstance comes in, we want to make sure that, you know, we're staying uh, focused and balanced. We don't want to bring our work home. So the job may be stressful. But we want to find a way to kind of relieve that stress and leave that stress at the job instead of bringing it back, you know, to your residence, to your to your relationship or whatever. But, yeah, you know, give your full attention to your partner without distractions or interruptions. Don't be on your phone, you know, don't be watching TV, you know, or listening to music. You know, give your full undivided attention. Uh, when your spouse is talking to you, that's how you actively listen. You don't want to try to multitask. That's not the time to prove that you can multitask. <laughs> don't try. I'm telling you, that's not the time. You can multitask in other areas, but don't choose when your spouse is talking to you. Don't let that be the time that you start choosing to. You know what? Let me show how show you how well I can multitask. I can listen to you and send this text out or read this paper, or whatever, at the same time, and really understand and hear your thoughts. And maybe you can. Maybe you can do that, but it, what does that do to your spouse? Does, is that showing your spouse respect? Does that give them ease? Does that give them a safe place where they can come and talk to you without feeling that um, they're not being heard? All right? So, 
The last thing I will say about that is ask each other um, if you feel heard or understood, right, by one another. You know what I'm saying? So ask each other, do you know, do you do I feel heard or do you feel understood? Also, where do you both need to improve your listening skills? Right? What changes do you need to make in order to give your partner what he or she needs related to feeling heard? All right. So the second one we're going to talk with tonight, or question is, I'm sorry, is what are your deepest emotional needs? All right, fellas. This is a tough one for us. It is. Um, we don't like to share, you know, emotional needs. Uh, we don't like to feel emotional. We don't like to admit that we are emotional about certain things. Truth be told, we could be more emotional, so to speak, than our um, than females. We are. We can be. We get. We can get very emotional, you know, and we get to a certain place to where we we like to um, almost penalize, you know, our partner when we when we become emotional, upset. Like we don't want to. We just cut everything off. That's our that's our, that's our solution a lot of the time. So, like, um, for instance, if you if your spouse tells you, you know, I don't like I don't like when you you make this comment to me. I don't like when you joke about um, the way I look in that certain outfit. Then we'll take that whole thing. Like, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything else. I'm not going to make any more jokes ever. You know, I'm never going to joke. I, I will never try to make you laugh. I will never try to have a good time around you ever again. That's wrong. That's the wrong response. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> that we, we should not do that. So, uh, what are your deepest emotional needs, right? All of us have a unique need. We all do. We all have a, a unique need that's, you know, that's really tailored to us. So, you know, we also want to feel loved and to offer love to others. We do. That's just a natural thing. We want. We all want to feel loved. And we all want to offer love to others, too. Now, we may not know how to do it a lot of times, but we do want to do that. Um, we desire respect and honesty from others. We desire respect and honesty from others. All right? So, uh, in a loving, intimate relationship, both partners recognize and support the other person's emotional needs. All right? But you have to communicate those needs. We need to have a conversation. You know, you need to have a conversation about uh, your, your emotional needs. You can't expect for someone to just know them right, right off the bat. It may take some time to learn those needs, you know, when you're in a relationship for a while. But truth be told, a lot of us don't last that long. You know, um, we can't think that we're going to last long enough to where we can learn those kind of things. So it's best to have that conversation earlier in your relationship. You want to have that conversation about needs and um, priorities, not priorities, but needs and um, um, certain uh, areas in your relationship, you know, duties and responsibilities, that kind of, that kind of thing. So you definitely want to, you know, have those conversations earlier about that. All right. So although you, uh, although you can't meet all of your partner's needs, each partner strives to respond to the other person's needs in a kind and loving way. 
it's good to understand that, listen, not all of your needs are going to be met all the time. It's rare that it happens that every single one of your needs will be met by your partner. If you're trying to be with someone, if your goal is to be in a relationship with someone that is going to meet every single one of your needs, then you're going to be in a relationship with Christ only for the rest of your life. He's the only one. That's it. He's the only one that can meet all of your needs. It's either that or you have one need. <laughs> That's it. You know, nobody's going to meet all of your needs. So that's why it's very important, first of all, to be rooted in your relationship with Christ. That's what I think. And I think if you're rooted in that relationship and that you're not going to be looking for man or woman to fulfill certain things that they just can't, they're not built to um, or equipped to handle. All right. You're right, Daryl. Yeah, we are true. Uh, men are uh, taught to be hard, you know, um, a lot of times. You know, that's that's one thing. Yeah, we do. You know, uh, going that's going back to the other one. I mean, that's going back to the earlier question about says, what are your deepest emotional needs? I'm sorry, that's where we are now. It goes back to what I said about that question, which is, you know, men not really sharing. You know, as little boys, you know, growing up, we are always, you know, quick to tell our our baby boys about stuff. You know, if they fall, don't cry. You know, you're okay. Get up. You know, stop crying. You know, we don't let anybody see you cry. We, we say that a lot to our young men. And what that does is that builds up a wall with our young men. And when they grow up, a lot of times they are afraid to show emotion because we've been telling them all their lives to don't cry. If somebody hurts your feelings, don't, don't show, don't cry. Don't let nobody see you cry when they hurt you. You know, we, and I can understand that for to a certain extent, but we can't be so dogmatic. We can't be so aggressive with that. You know, uh, Nuff says we can't just dismiss their need just because it is not something we need. Your boo needs hugs. Give up the hugs, even if you aren't a hugger. That's right. It's not about us. You can't be in a relationship concerned about yourself only, and you cannot. Uh, um, Conduct yourself in, in a relationship based off what you like or what you don't like. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you can't make someone feel bad. Like, if you like a certain thing, um, if you like a certain thing, you can't now say, um, uh, how can I say? You, if you like a certain thing, you, you can't now, uh, you know, uh, expect somebody else to like it because you like it. You know? It's like you like a certain type of food and you mad at your boo because they don't like the same food you like. You know, and you can't you can't do that. So if you don't like somebody hugging you, but you know that your spouse loves a nice big hug when they come in, sacrifice that. You know, that's a that's a compromise. That's a part of a relationship. Compromise is a part of being in a relationship. So that's right, give up that hug. You know, that was a good one. Thank you all enough for that. Um what else does it say here? It says that you can find a list of needs here to help you define your own. So uh, you want to write down those needs, right? So you should have a conversation and write down a list of your needs, right? And then share your primary emotional needs with your partner and how your partner can help you get those needs met. So share your needs. You know, if you have something that you feel that's not been met and you have not communicated that, share. 
I keep telling you guys, share. It's important to share. It's important to have those conversations. You know, how do you expect someone to meet a need or to do something for you if they don't know what to do, if you never told them, you know, what needs to be done or voice that or explain that to them? You know, we can't get mad about stuff like that if we never had the conversation, you know, to tell them what we expect. All right? All right, so thank you. I'm glad y'all chiming in tonight. I, I appreciate this. All right. Our third question on tonight says, what words should I never say to you even in playfulness? Now, I can tell you the truth. For me, that's a big one because I love to have fun. I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. I really do. But sometimes... You know, sometimes I can take that love of laughter and making people laugh a little bit too far sometimes. I really can. So I need to know what is the word. And I know what I can. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, sure of what I can and cannot say uh, to my beautiful wife. So I know there's some things that I can say I can get away with, basically. And there's some things that even in playfulness that she still takes serious. It doesn't matter what it is. And I've had to learn that and not... Um, make her feel bad for feeling that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't make her, I couldn't say it and just be like, you know what, you need to be, you need to get over that. Lighten up. Calm down, relax, chill. I'm only playing, relax, it's, in, it's all in fun. Don't take me serious, it's nothing. I can't say that. If it makes her feel a certain way, it makes her feel a certain way. And that's what we have to understand. We can't do that, all right? Because there's always some words that cross the line whether you're playing or not. And once you learn what that, what that word or those words are, now it is up to you to make the adjustment. All right? Now you have to say, okay, I, I'm sorry, I won't say that word again because I see that that word bothers you. All right? I see that that word bothers you, so I won't say that again. All right? So um, we all have our boundaries for what um, the line may be. So we all have our boundaries when it comes down to that. Some playful name calling might be perfectly acceptable to you, but other names are deeply wounding. And it all comes from our circumstances. We have all come from somewhere right before. We've all had our own environments that we grew up in. We all come from different families and different family dynamics, right? So there are just some things that, have been said to us that still carry so much weight all of these years, even though, even after all of these years, it carries a lot of weight. So we can't just simply take those things lightly, right? So um, there might be certain words you find so demeaning that you simply don't want to hear them, even in jest and never in anger. Okay? So give me an example. It gives us, it says like saying words like, I hate you, or maybe we should divorce. You're playing, right? You're not saying those words seriously, but somewhere down the line, someone, they may have heard that word before. They may have heard, I hate you, and the person was serious when they said it. So now when you say, I hate you, it takes them back to that place where a person that they once loved and cared for deeply said, I hate you. It could even be from a parent, 
not necessarily a past like boyfriend girlfriend relationship or marriage you know it could have come from a parent that 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 they just had a you know they had a bad parent and during that time the parent was like i hate you they could say that and by you saying that and playing you know that can bring up and trigger an emotion that they have not had in a long time and they can make them feel hurt and crushed you know and you're just playing and then, uh, so it's, it's two things, right? They should tell you that what you said kind of crossed the line and they don't want you to say that no more. And once they do tell you, once you hear it, now you have to make the adjustment and change and say, okay, first of all, I apologize for saying that because I did not know. I didn't know that that made you feel that way. And you have to make the adjustment to not do it again. Don't make them feel bad. Don't make them feel worse. Don't go backwards and say things you know well I you know I'm not your parents I don't feel that well you know I love you I'm just playing with you so calm down relax the worst thing you can do is tell somebody to relax when they're upset about something I'm letting you know that now you know uh, especially males we can't do that that's if you if you're your uh your wife or your girlfriend and she's upset and you've done something, the worst thing you can do is say, relax, relax. I'm telling you now. You may think that it's a good thing to say. You may think, and you're doing it for the right reasons because they do need to relax, but they don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's it. They do need to relax, but they don't want to hear it from you at that moment. So I'm telling you, relax. And it, it's, That's not taken very, very well a lot of times. So let's not say that. All right. So, um, Discuss any out-of-bounds words and phrases that you both find hurtful and offensive. Okay? Discuss any out-of-bounds words and phrases that you both find hurtful and offensive. And how can you both honor each other's requests related to these words? So that's the question you should ask based off of that question. Based off of what words should I never say? To you even in playfulness when you're discussing that also ask how can uh, how can we honor each other's request right related to those words so what can we do when we find out what those words are how can we honor those requests you know and I would say one way is to really take heart to what those words are and do your very best not to use those words whether you're having an argument or you're just playing. You have to be mindful of those words, you know. And if you say it, if it slips out, because we all make mistakes. If it slips out during the time, immediately apologize. Immediately. Don't just try to smooth it over like you didn't say it. You know, <laughs> you know. immediately apologize for it so that you guys can move on. All right? Y'all okay out there? All right, our fourth question for tonight is, is there anything about our sex life that makes you unhappy or uncomfortable? Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something. That's a great question. A lot of us are kind of kind of uh, afraid to talk about sex to our partners because let's just be real. It's a very very sensitive subject right it's a it's a sensitive subject now it's something that that you sh you need to talk about right 
we need to talk about it. We need to have the conversation. Let's, you know, just being real, we do need to talk about it, but it's hard to talk about it sometimes. So is there anything about our sex life that makes you unhappy or uncomfortable? And you need to speak up. You need to speak up. If you're not happy with what's going on in that area of your relationship, speak up. Speak up. I'm telling you to speak up. Because it doesn't get fixed. It's not magic. If you're having problems, you're having problems. And they're not going to fix themselves. You have to do the work to fix them. And you have to communicate what your problem is. Okay? You have to communicate what your what the issue is that you're having. What you feel the issue is that you're having. You have to talk about it. Just straight up. You really do. Alright? Because that leads to some type of infidelity that's going to lead to someone cheating is going to lead to someone leaving the relationship you know um, it, it, I'm telling you it does sex and finances are are uh, very important in a relationship you know the three most important things are communication sex and finances and I, they're not in any particular order I don't know what order you put them in you know but communication could probably go one if you want to put them in order you know and then finances and then sex you know, or you want to go communication, sex, finances. Or you want to go finances, sex, communication. I don't know. But they're all three. They're 1A, 1B, and 1C. They are all important, you know, in your relationship. So if something, if you're unhappy or something you think is going on and you, uh, it makes you feel a little weird, have that, I'm telling you, talk about it. Be open with it too, right? We always say create a safe space. For communication. We always say that. Alright. Neff says real talk takes courage. But approach with love and not criticism. That's right. It does take courage. You know. If you don't want to have these conversations. Then don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. When you start having issues. And your issues continue to grow. And they continue to get worse. And then you end up uh, separated, divorced, broke up, whatever it is. Don't be surprised because you have to communicate. You have to have the conversations. You know, would you rather have the tough and hard conversation? Or would you rather be alone and broke up with the person that you know you love, but you didn't want to do the work, you didn't want to have the courage to have the real conversation so that you can fix the real issue. All right? Yeah, it should be a strong topic. You're right, Trey. And communication is the key. You're right. Um, you have communication is the foundation. I'm telling you now because because you can have you're going to issues are going to come up in your relationship. Right? So, if your sexual life is on point and your finances are great, it could be another problem that you're having. Right? But it still takes communication to fix the problem. It does. So we're going to have to understand that. All right. So, um, you know, it says if you aren't sexually compatible, it, take, it impacts the emotional intimacy in your relationship as well as your intimacy. It does. It does. And you're going to have to, you know, work hard, you know, on that. And work hard in that area. I'm telling you. 
It's hard work, but just like in anything else, look, if we work hard, if hard work pays off in your job, on your job, right? If hard work pays off on your job, if hard work pays off for the athletes, you know, trying to be professionals, if hard work pays off in the gym, right? Hard work definitely pays off in your relationship as well. So it takes hard work. All right? So create a safe and loving space between the two so that you can talk about your feelings related to your sex life. It takes a lot. And it does, you're right, Daryl, it takes two. It takes two for the thing uh, to go right in all aspects. That's right. It's almost like the song. But it's true. It can't be one-sided. Everybody has to be open. Everybody, both parties have to be open. Both parties have to be open. That's right. Now, put the hard work in. I'm telling you, it's satisfying. I don't know about you, but whenever I put any hard work in to anything that I'm doing, and, I, and it pays off because it does pay off, it is so satisfying. So in my relationship, it's even more satisfying. It really is. My relationship with my wife is more important than my relationship with my boss on my job. It is. It's more, it's more important than my relationship with my coworkers. You know, it's more important than uh, the relationship with the treadmill or the dumbbells, <laughs> whatever it is. You know, uh, it's just more important than anything. So I need to work just as hard or harder in my relationship than I do anywhere else. No doubt about it. All right? No doubt about it. You guys are saying some good stuff tonight. I appreciate that. So listen, we're down to our last question of tonight. All right? Our last question tonight says, what activities can we share together that will bring us closer? What activities can we share together that will bring us closer? If you are not spending quality time with your spouse, or your significant other, however you call it, you are missing out on a wonderful thing. If you're not spending that time together doing activities, it has to be something that's mutual. I mean, you know, we can't always do the thing that we just want to do. We're going to have to do some things that we may not want to do, but our spouse loves to do. But you have to spend that time together. Okay? You can't just be, you know, all work, all work, all work, all work. And then when it's time to do something with your spouse, you're sleepy, you're tired, you don't want to do it. You know, let's be honest, right? We can work 16 hours a day and come home. And that job can call us right back and say we need to go in. And we'll be like, all right, we have all our energy. We won't, we, we'll, our energy will pick up. We'll fly right back out the house. And we'll go try to get that bread real quick. That's what we would do. Now, why when it comes down to our spouses to ask us, we come home working 14 hours a day, you know, honey, I want to go out. Can you take me out? Dinner? I would like to go to dinner tonight or go here. Oh, my God. I just got in. I'm so tired. I would love to go home, but I am exhausted. They killed me today. Why do we do that? You know, you're right, Daryl. Picnics, movies, long walks, pillow fights, trips, etc. all that. You know, there's things to do outside of the house and inside of the house that you can do together. That's, that's activities. Everything doesn't take a million dollars. You know, 
It doesn't take you going into debt. It doesn't take you having to save up a whole bunch of money to do things. There's things that you can do. You have to be creative. You must be creative. All right? Creativity is important. Find some little things. You know your budget. You know your budget. You know how you get paid. You know what, you, what your responsibilities are. You know, you know if you go out to eat this week that you may not have no lights when you come back home. You know that. So don't go out to eat. Don't sacrifice that. Because that brings a whole new problem. <laughs> so no, don't do that. Stay home and cook a nice meal with the food that you already have at home. Right? Cook that meal. Turn some lights down. Put on some music. Play some games. Whatever you want to do. And just chill. You know? Uh, go through your life. Go through all the years. You know, if you've been together for a while... You know, you know, find some music from a year that you all love. Just pick a year. So if you've been together, I don't know, if you've been together for two years, and you, you know, whenever it is, you want to go through year one, whatever year that is, pick a playlist and put some music together for top hits of that year and just play and, and reminisce, right? For those of you who've been together longer, do it. You know, pick maybe your fifth year anniversary, whatever year that was. What was the top charts? you know, top in music that year, you know, find it and have fun listening and reminiscing. Oh my God, I remember when this song came out, I remember what we were doing and where we were and I remember having fun and we were out laughing and I mean, it's great. It's so many things that we can do, but you must invest the time and have fun, right? We only have one life. Have some good safe fun and some legal fun. Don't mean. <laughs> Let me be honest, get some, some some legal fun. Don't get yourselves in trouble, you know. Uh, but have fun. Daryl says, also says, there are plenty of women that don't like the things, that don't like things like that. She is out there. You know, that lady is out there. You know, so, and I think you're talking about, Daryl, are you talking about like spending a lot of money because if you are yeah there are plenty of people out there that doesn't like spending uh that doesn't require you to spend a lot of money all the time you know they're like that you know so um i i, I say that was our last question you know tonight have fun with each other uh do some activities you know go out and and um you know, and spend some time. Get out of the house. Every once in a while. You know, take your lady out, guys. You know, and don't be afraid to take him out, ladies. You know, don't sit around all day. Don't let your job consume you. Don't let your responsibilities outside of the house consume you, whatever that may be. Get out and do something. Right? Spend that time, I'm telling you. Because I know us. We get energy. When, when overtime calls or whatever, or... Somebody outside of the house call us, you know, they need some help. Whether it's your cousins or family, if those of us who are leaders in church, if we have to go do something else for somebody in the church, we'll find energy to do it. We don't care how many hours we work that day. We will find some energy to do something else. But when your spouse asks for stuff, sometimes we, we take that for granted because we think that just they're here and they're going to be here when we get back. You know, so I'm telling you, it's, it's important that we do that. All right. So remember, let me go back through the questions one more time. 
All right, so we all know. So ask these questions. Write these questions down and take these back to your spouses and, let, and get the, the conversation popping. All right, the first question was, am I listening to you in a way that makes you feel completely heard? The second one, what are your deepest emotional needs? The third one, what words should I never say to you even in playfulness? What words should I never say to you even in playfulness? Fourth one, is there anything about our sex life that makes you unhappy or uncomfortable? And the last one, what activities can we share together that will bring us closer? All right. In any relationship, if you spend time together, the more time you spend together, the closer you're going to get. That's a basic foundation with relationship, right? The more time you spend together, the closer that you're going to become. That's, that's simple. That's just, at, at the end of the day, that's as basic as it gets. If you don't spend time together, then you're not going to be as close as you need to be. You know, you're going to become very irritable and, you know, certain things will get on your nerves very easily, you know, because you're not spending that time together. Spend that time together. All right. Let's say, Daryl, oh, you want to find that hat? <laughs> hey, man, you, you're welcome. I'm glad you were off today so you can uh, listen to this live. We go live every Monday, you know. Every once in a while, we may not go live. We may go live. We may record this, and then I may upload it on a Monday. So you're still see the recording, and you guys can still respond. Maybe we'll come back and answer your, you know, your responses uh, after the fact. But we may record this on a Sunday, and you will see it. Just depends on how our schedule is going to go during the week. But either way, we will be up on Monday, whether it's live or a pre-recorded video. All right. So we are done uh, with um, for tonight. Thank you guys for joining in. I appreciate it. Uh, write these questions down, go back, and remember to share, 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 like, love, share, like, love, share. We're on Instagram as well, love, marriage, and everything in between. We will be on YouTube very soon. I'm working on that. As soon as we get that up and running, up and running, you will know about it, and you can uh, subscribe to that as well. All right? Uh, you guys have a wonderful night, a blessed night, um, and we will talk to you guys later. All right, let's pray out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time together, Lord. And Father, we pray that we're able to take these questions to heart tonight, God, and we're able to learn more about each other, God, and grow together, Lord. Father God, we pray uh, that relationships get stronger, God, and for those of you who are single, God, that they're able to learn more about themselves and understand what they can do so that when the time comes, Father God, they are better prepared for a relationship this time around than they were last time, God. Father, I ask that you touch everyone that was on tonight, God, Father God, continue to be a blessing to them. God, continue to cover them in your loving arms, God. Father God, once again, cover my wife while she's away in Alabama. Father God, bless her heart. God, allow her this time away to be fruitful to her, God. Father God, allow her to be uh, to get some rest, God, but to get poured into, God, and to become to come back even better, God, than she was when she left. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' precious name we pray, amen. Have a wonderful night, guys. Good night and God bless. Thank you for listening to our Love, Marriage, and Everything in Between podcast. And remember, we want you to win.